Hey guys, welcome to Performance Medicine Audio. This is another episode of Dictations. This week, Dr. Rogers and I talk about hair loss. Um, it's something that that so many of us are concerned about, um, and we kind of address how to prevent it, what causes it, and and you'll kind of see how it ties into um, to other things that, that help us age, uh, in a healthy way. So anyways, I think it's a really cool episode. It's about 14 to 15 minutes long. So it's a little longer than our, our normal, uh, conversations, but I think you'll get a ton out of it. So, uh, so without uh, further explanation, I'm going to let you get to the conversation. Thanks for being here. Uh, and we will see you next week. I'm in. Dr. Rogers, we just uh, finished prepping for this episode, and and one of the things that we do uh, in this podcast is talk about the things that are uh, on our minds when it comes to comes to our patients' health, and and you brought up hair loss to me. Um, kind of talk to us a little bit about uh, why hair loss is is on your mind this week. Um, I saw a patient yesterday that. This remind me, I need to talk about this more often. Um, people are concerned about losing their hair. You know, as I see a population of patients that are getting older and going through menopause or andropause and their hair is getting thinner. They're concerned about it. And a patient yesterday was a kind of a perimenopausal woman that um, was really concerned about her hair was thinning out quite a bit. And you, you could notice it. It wasn't terrible, but you could definitely notice it. And it was definitely bothering her. So, you know, that's one of the things that I do in my practice is kind of look into to causes of why and, um, you know, try to help prevent it and then treat it. I mean, you can do both. Um, so why, why don't we start there? Like, you know, what are some of the causes of, of hair loss? What should people be on the lookout for? Well, um, you know, you think more men would be concerned because they're the ones that really go bald. I see very few women that go bald, but a lot of them have really thinning hair and they're more worried about it than men. Um, when you look at hair, hair, the hair shaft is made of keratin, which is the same thing that kind of forms nails it's like a shell it's an outer covering it's a it's made for protection um but think about hair it, it contains a lot of information about us think about it when they do a drug you can you can analyze a hair shaft for what drugs are in your body you know what minerals are in your body if you've got um heavy metal poisoning it's going to show up in your hair so hair is more of a long-term kind of blueprint of what's been going on with you. That's, that's really interesting. Men and women's hair are really the same. Uh, they can be affected differently by differences in hormones, but uh, basically they're the same. Um, things that affect your hair loss. Um, the things I think about um, are hormones, stress, inflammation, and to some extent genetics and certainly nutrition. Um, you know, you asked me a, a few minutes ago why people lose hair. There's not one reason. There's many reasons that, that come together for hair loss. Um, are there medicines to treat it? There's, a, there's just two FDA-approved drugs to, to treat hair loss. One is called finasteride, 
and it's for hair loss and also for um, shrinking your prostate. Um, basically, it inhibits dihydrotestosterone, DHT. But the problem with finasteride is it can cause a lot of sexual side effects like impotence. So um, that's something you have to think about. I do use it some in my patients, even rarely in women um, that are older. The other one is minoxidil, um, better known as Rogaine. It's a topical that you put on your scalp. It's really a blood pressure medicine, and they notice it can can grow hair. The problem with with Rogaine is that which is now over the counter. It can irritate your scalp, and, and really compliance is an issue. You know, people, women don't like using a lot because it makes their hair real greasy. And, you know, it's just when you stop using it, it's going gonna, it's gonna, to, you're going to get the loss back. So what I try to focus on is something that um, I focus on in all the other aspects of my practice. What causes this? And, um of course, like the lady I saw yesterday, I'm going to look at her thyroid. I'm going to look at her adrenals. I'm going to look at her hormones. Um, I'll probably end up looking at maybe some toxins that may be affecting her. Um, you know, there, one thing I think in her case, and in a lot of cases, it's really stress um, that can really cause a lot of hair loss. Um, not only emotional stress, um, uh, and like in this lady's case, she had a terrible boss and it's just been bothering her for years. So that certainly is going to affect her adrenal glands and her output of cortisol, which can affect hair loss. But there's also environmental stressors, too, like the toxins we're exposed to every day, um, the xeno, what they call xenoestrogens that are in foods and um, actually or have a feminizing trait to, to everyone, male and female. So, you know, in this stressful world, almost I think most of us are headed toward adrenal fatigue. Um, so you need, really need to look at your life with that. You need to disconnect at times. Uh, do what my friend Dr. Bateman does, you know, do yoga several times a week i know he's a he's got a great head of hair and <laughs> for reason, you know he takes vitamins and he takes care of himself and he does yoga um they did a study on female medical students and they lost a lot of hair right after they had their exams uh medical exams uh, normally we shed about 50 to 100 hairs every day but and there's really three phases of of hair growth. One is the antigen or growth phase. That's the one we usually stay in, I mean, for years. Then there's a catagen, um, which is an intermediate phase. It's, it's kind of getting ready for that uh, last phase called the rest phase. Now, the catagen phase lasts about 10 days to two weeks. So it's very short. And then your hair goes into a, a shedding or a resting state called the uh, telogen phase. And it can last for up to three months. Fortunately, our hair grows at different rates. So we're never without hair. Um, like if you're an animal, you shed all your hair and then grow your fur back. So fortunately, different hair shafts grow at different times. So you usually are going to have hair on your head until it really starts falling out. But um, then you can get really excess shedding uh, called uh, telogen effluvium. And that's when you really start losing it bad there's there's several different forms of hair loss of 
uh, even up to alopecia areata, which you get these the slick bald spots in different places. I've seen this many, many times and um, it's kind of hard to treat, to be honest with you. Um, so, you know, you asked me, how do you prevent um, this? Well, restore your body, you know, decrease inflammation. We've talked about that many times, how inflammation is the root cause of all diseases, um, including cancer. Um, rebalance your cortisol. Look at your cortisol. I do a cortisol curve on everybody that, that I can do it on to see if your cortisol is too high or, if it, or eventually it gets too low. And it's harder to treat when it gets too low. Um, you have to look at your gut. Um, there, there is an interesting thing about how your, your gut can affect your hair, but there's really a direct correlation to your gut and your hair. Your intestinal lining sheds just like your hair does. They've even found that um, for people that have um, what's called C. diff infection of the intestines, it's a really bad infection that actually could kill you. But they, now they do fecal transplants. Um, and if you know what that is, um, that's when they put somebody else's, preferably a first degree relative's stool colon and it balances your gut but there are several cases there's something called um alopecia took pieces of it in 33 years but every hair on your body falls out and it's you know it's it's a terrible thing um i've seen it precipitated one time by um a depot provera shot and the other really no known cause but they suspected it was a gut problem. but anyway when they uh did some fecal transplants for C. diff, they found that those patients started growing hair again when they balanced their gut. So it's another reason to take probiotics and, and make sure your gut's working okay. But, um, you, you know, heavy metals like mercury um, can cause hair loss. So limit the amount of large fish that you eat, including tuna, uh, lead, aluminum, or other things. Um, that can cause it. You know, we get a lot of aluminum through aluminum through antiperspirants. That's why I tell a lot of people just to use deodorants and things that don't have aluminum in them. Uh, eat small fish. Take collagen. You know, I put collagen and bulletproof collagen or keto collagen in my coffee every day. Um, look at your cortisol levels, and sometimes I use uh, adaptogens like ashwagandha, rhodiola. Uh, reishi mushroom uh, extracts and then of course i always look at hormones ben um, estrogen dominance can cause hair loss um, progesterone helps your hair if you don't have enough estrogen you're going to lose hair if you have too much of it like in pcos where you have too much of everything insulin testosterone estrogen you'll you'll lose hair you'll grow it in places you don't want to grow it think about cortisol going up and stealing your progesterone um, if your body's real stressed, it'll shift that, um, steroid, uh, pathway from, uh, your progesterone, which is very protective to cortisol, which can be very inflammatory. Uh, birth control pills can cause hair loss. So you really have to look at your hormone balance. Um, it, every hair follicle has their own energy. They have their own mitochondria. They have their own nervous system, their own, 
uh, immune system. So hair, hair is really kind of like a microcosm of what's going on in your body. So don't take the thinning hair, hair loss, uh, too lightly look into it have somebody like me who's an integrative physician that can really look into this thing because it's an important thing it affects a lot Um, it sounds like you know it's a it's a a symptom of of something you know much bigger you know it's not just a, a vanity thing at all right i mean don't just assume that hey this is normal i'm getting older um and as you do get older, your that telogen phase it does get longer, but it's can also be a sign that um, you know something's going on with you. And a lot of times it's hormones, a lot of times it's inflammation, a lot of times it's stress. So I'm like in the patient I saw yesterday, I'm really going to have to balance all that out and and try to find a reason. And I guarantee you, uh, we can help her. That is really cool. And and you went over a few of the ways that, you know, people can, you know, treat this. Um, did, did We haven't talked any uh, or much about the PRP for hair. Is that something you want to get into today or is that for another no, uh, conversation? Uh, that's an important point. Um, of course, I put most people on biotin, uh, which is one of the B vitamins that, that really supports hair and nails. Um because they, you know, they want immediate, they want something that's going to help them then. And I also like to put them on uh, the natural form of vitamin E. They're called tocotrine. Have them use um, a special kind of shampoo that, that will help. And scalp itching. Um, but PRP is platelet-rich plasma, something, you know, we do at Performance Medicine to kind of, we use it for joint. It's injected into joints, and uh, we use it for um, uh, collagen rebirth in the face. You know, we do that a lot, along with the skin pen. So it's really almost like a it promotes your own growth factors, almost like a pre-stem cell treatment. But it really works for hair loss. We injected in many patients into their scalp, and um, it usually doesn't take that many sessions at all. And they'll start growing hair with PRP. It's it's kind of a fun procedure to do that I enjoy. Um, is, is that something that people should look into if they've tried everything else? If they've you know looked into toxicity in their lives, looked into you know the cortisol levels and adrenals and all of that. Right. You know, women love it because I usually put it in their face as well. It's I kind of use it as a filler and a collagen promoter, and then I'll. If they're getting thin, I'll put it in the scalp as well in, in one, you know, treatment. And that's what it's face what it that it does grow. Uh, treating you're, it. You're, break, under- you're breaking up just a tad. You're breaking up a, just a tad on me. Say that one more time. I'm sorry. For the PRP, you know, it works great, uh, but always focus on what's the cause of this. So we'll search for a cause identify it, treat that as well so that you'll stop shedding hair too fast. Okay. Well, um, well, I think that'll do it for this week, Dr. Rogers. Uh, as always, I appreciate your time on Sunday evening. Um, and we will uh, do this again next week. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye.